0: Welcome to the Open Door Podcast. I'm your host, the Reverend Raymond Baker. I look forward to sharing this word with you and your family. I hope it brings you encouragement and that you enjoy each lesson. This is God's word. I believe, God's word. I believe God's word. I live by God's word. By God's word. Holy, Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me your word. Teach me your word. Father, Father I, give you praise, I give you the praise, the honor, the honor and, the and the glory. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's open up our Bible saints tonight to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and nine. First Peter, chapter five, verses eight and nine. The word of God says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world amen Amen. you might be seated in the presence of the lord tonight we're going to look at how to defeat the adversary how to defeat the adversary now we just came out of that study on the priesthood and we now know that we're kings and priests kings in this world and we're priests in the kingdom of God amen Amen. that's what God has declared for us and that's who we are now in order to function successfully as a priest you must have gained success over your adversary Amen? amen you have got to gain success over the adversary because he's going to come against you amen See, we are going to be fighting spiritual wars from now on. Amen? Amen. See, once God opens something up to you and he reveals it to you, see, you have to accept and be prepared for everything that is to come with it. Amen? Amen. So if you're going to, it's not if you're going to, since you are now known by God as his priests, Amen, you need to know how to function successfully against your adversary. You have to recognize your sad adversary, you have to know his ways, you have to know his workings, and you have to know where he resides. Amen? Amen. You have to know his ways, his workings, and where he resides. Amen? Because you have an adversary. Now his word says here in First Peter, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, you've got to be putting some spiritual effort into this because your adversary, the devil, he is there. You already know it. Hallelujah. You know it. He's always working with you. He's always battling against you in so many ways. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Amen. See, he's looking for an opportunity to destroy you. Amen. Amen. The word says whom whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So you're in a battle, amen, against an adversary whom you may not know. You may not fully know who he is. Now you take him and you know they call him the devil. They call him Satan. Now the word warns us that we need to be aware of him and his devices his ways, his workings, and where he resides. So tonight we're going to look at it because, again, in order to function as the priest that God has called you to be, you got to know where the enemy is at. Because if you don't know where he's at and how he works, he can be working and using you, and you are totally unaware. Amen? Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 11. Now, the word of God here says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. See, if you don't know how he works, he can take easy advantage of you. I don't care who you are, who you think you are, how much words you think you got in you, because if you really knew how subtle he is, how he can move and manipulate you, you'd be very careful. So the word again says, we should not let him get advantage of us. That's what he warns us. He says, you're a priest. In everything that you do, you now know that you're new, that your occupation is not the one that you've been working all these years. But now your new occupation is to serve the Lord. Amen. 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 So if you're going to serve the Lord, you can't let Satan take advantage of you in any kind of way. So you can't make excuse. You can't let your flesh make excuse for you. You can't let your mind make excuse for you. Amen. So those are the things we're going to look at. He says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know some of the ways that he operates. Amen? Amen. Now, these few verses here show us how Satan, our adversary, he's full of different devices. So the Lord tells us. He warns us ahead of time. What his problem is, or not his problem, what his way is, he camouflages whatever he does. So the people will not know it's his doing. I said he camouflages everything that he does so you won't know that it's him that's doing the work. Amen? Amen. Now the word tells us he can transform himself into a light, into an angel of light. Let's look at that real quick in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14. And the word says, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed. It said, not going to be. He is transformed into an angel of light. Amen? Now, all his works are done under the cover of deceit. That's how he operates. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, as the word says. He's a liar, and he always was and always will be a liar. Amen? John 8, 44. let's confirm, amen, by the word, what the Lord has showed us. The word says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your fathers, you will do. Huh? Look at that. He says, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. That's what you got to understand about Satan. There's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He speaks from his own will or his own disposition. Amen? Amen. See, that says a lot about you, too. When you speak out of your own will or your own disposition, according to how you are predisposed to be. It may not be by the spirit that is in you. So you have to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it come the issues of life. Amen. Amen. Understand that all that he has done, he's never willingly. Acknowledge anything as his work. That's not his trademark. He does not acknowledge anything as his work. Satan's works are manifold. they are many. And you have to understand. In order for a Christian priest to walk well before God, we have to learn to resist Satan. So you got to know how he operates. Now, in order to do that, we have to discern what the work of Satan is. Now, according to the judgment of the Bible, what it says in there, many so-called natural things are actually satanic work. See, but we take them to be natural, those things that go on around us. But they're not all natural. They're satanic. That's why he says, be sober, be diligent. See, you have to study this word. You have to find out the details as a priest, what this word actually means. What is the Lord actually trying to reveal to us here? What does he want us to be able to see? Amen. Amen. Sister came to me and said, I got a word tonight, Pastor. got one last night, the word war. That's all I got. Well, he gives you a word for purpose because guess what? We're in a war. Now, I told you the more word that we get and the more that we follow and the more that we live by, all you're doing is provoking the enemy. Because, see, he's going about seeking to devour you. You've got to understand that's his nature. He's a liar. He wants to make you out of a liar also. So we need to recognize him in order to resist him. Now, the enemy surrounds you with strongholds to prevent you from obeying Christ. That's what he does. He puts strongholds around you. <laughs> if you don't recognize the strongholds, matter of fact, some of you do, but you, you won't acknowledge that they're there because he's still working. He's a deceiver now. Now, where he works especially is in the minds or in the thought life of people. That's where... Satan works is in your mind and in your thought life. You get bombarded with speculation or imaginations which work against the obedience of Christ. Let's look at it. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. See, you've got to understand. Now, this is a subtle thing. Some people will believe that I'm so bright that that doesn't happen to me. Oh, no. Don't you, don't you dare think that one. Amen. Don't you dare think that you can intellectually deal with Satan. <laughs> you better have you some word. Amen. 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 You better be able to lift up some word in you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you better have something in you. But you got to have that word in you so you can lift it up. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. The word says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, we're not going to fight carnally. So the moment you start seeing things in other people and you think you, you know, you're urged to want to do something physically, that's not where the battle is at. It's not. What we begin to experience when we look at people and we look at things and we look at situations and we're caught in situations, that's when you're to stand. When the word says stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. See, when the enemy begins to move, you've got to stand still so that you can identify him because he'll be the one who's doing the moving, Amen. not you. Your flesh can get you excited in such a way that you want to move towards someone. But the problem is not there. The word just said the weapons that we're going to use for this warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not flesh and blood. You can't fight with people. That's not where the problem is at. It's a spiritual problem. That's the war. He says, so we have to be mighty in our works. The only way you can be mighty in your works is through God. Let Christ work in you through God to pull down those strongholds that are around you. Amen. In verse five, he says, casting down imaginations. Now, most people say, I don't have imaginations. Oh, you most certainly do. All I have to do is talk to you a while, you'll come up with some. Engage in your conversation. The enemy can weave himself into your conversation and reveal that he's got not only a stronghold around you, he has one in you. And you will say particular things that will reveal it. But you won't be aware of it. Because they're just routine things that you say. Amen? Amen. He says, but you got to cast down imaginations and every high thing, everything that's in your life that is not of faith, you have to cast down. The Word of God says everything that is not of faith is sin. So that means that the enemy can be in any place at any time doing anything because he operates in everything that is not of faith. Faith is your ability to believe everything that God has said and everything that God has done. That is our faith. Everything that is written. Amen? He says, and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's the thinking in your own mind. That's where those high things will attack you. Well, I don't have to believe that. Well, I don't think that's happening to me. Well, maybe you need to examine it a little bit closer. He says, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The average person that you see, I'll bet 90%, maybe even higher, cannot capture their thoughts. They cannot control what comes into their mind. Now, all those stray thoughts that you get that, Flash into your mind they're not yours see that's the thing that we don't know about the enemy they are not yours that's the enemy trying to come against you trying to get you to attach one of those idle thoughts and create an imagination in your mind about something that's why the Lord says that you've got to bring into captivity your thought process so your mind, like the word of God says, your mind can stay on thee, stay on the Lord. That's where it's, that's where it's safe, when your mind is stayed on him. Amen? That's your only safe haven, if you, if, if, if you will. That's the only place where you're going to be safe. Because any other place, you can be engaged in conversation one with another. And you all know, you've already, you already experienced this routinely. You'll be talking to one another about any particular topic. And meanwhile, the enemy will be shooting things into your mind. What about the ball game? What about what you're going to cook? What about what you're going to buy? What about what you're going to wear? What about this situation? What about that situation? Now, you think that those are all your thoughts. They are not. That's why the word here tells us to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does Christ want you to be obedient to? The word of God. See, that's how you defeat the enemy. You get your mind focused on the word of God and what the word of God is saying. Now, we sometimes have imaginations and thoughts That first have to be destroyed before we can bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We've got to destroy some thinking. Sometimes we think we see things. Sometimes we think we hear things. You look at other people and you say, I know know what they're thinking. That's the enemy. You don't know another man's thoughts. You look at him and say, I know by your look, I know what you think about me. Oh, now, come on now. I'm not just talking to myself. I know what I'm talking about. You look at somebody else, and and then all those preconceived imaginations and thoughts will rush in your mind. Oh, look at her. She thinks she's this. Oh, look at him. He thinks he's that. You've been talking with me. We've been talking about the word of God. And here comes the enemy. He's going to try to rush in like a flood. But see, as long as we can stay focused on the word, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. See, you get the you get the you get me stirred up and you get me talking, you can get me off in a minute in the word. I'll take off in the spirit in a minute. Now you catch me in the natural, I might I might wander off, but boy if I turn, you come and see me, you'll I, you'll turn me into a preaching machine in a minute. You'll start me in the ministering the word in a minute. Amen. Well, see, that's when the spirit is moving in my behalf. I I can't help it. He just overtakes me. Amen. Well, that's the same way the enemy will do you. It's just like people who will talk. And sometimes you have to tell some people, I'm going to say it my way, shut up. They won't shut up. Guess what, they keep running their mouths. They keep talking, it's really not them. They become a victim of Satan. They keep running their mouth. Then the next thing you know, more and more imaginations come in. You try to get in the conversation to slow it up. They don't wanna stop and they don't understand why. Then the, 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 the conversation begins to escalate and it gets to a level that you begin to wonder, where did all this come from? What did I do, what did I say? They are now. Their imaginations are, begin to run wild. They begin to see things and they begin to hear things that nobody has said and nobody has done. But they make accusation that you said it and you did it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now that's the enemy oh, yeah. coming against you. Amen? Amen. Now, under this kind of deception. When those kind of things happen with you and with other people, you accept it. You use it as if it were your own. You don't know how to stop it. Well, remember now, when we looked at the mouth and the tongue, two problems there. The mouth is a world of iniquity. See, it's a whole world unto itself. And the tongue, you know what it's full of. Huh? Now you think because it's in your mouth, your tongue, and your and your mouth is on your head that you're in control of it. But the fact is, you're really not. Because the word of God, He warns you. He says your mouth is a world of iniquity. See, you don't have control over it unless you have the Spirit of God in you, and Christ in you is in control. See, but if you're operating out of your own natural mind, your flesh is in control. Satan is in control. He's got some strongholds. He's got him some places. He's put imaginations in you, and you are gonna go on and on and on. Until you get so full, you get so exhausted, you can't say anymore. You'll be you'll be drawing breath like a one of them one of them hard singing singers where you have to. To keep it going. Now I'm serious. I'm serious about what I'm saying here. That's the way the enemy will do. He will take you and run you off. Then the next day you'll be saying, why did I do that? Then you're ashamed. You don't even want to go back and apologize. You feel foolish. Because something took you. It overtook you. Now, you took it to be the circumstances. You'll still want to allocate a little of the problem to the other person. Well, you're the reason why I did that. Oh, no, I'm not the reason. Matter of fact, I could could have been totally silent the whole time, but you would steadily say it was my fault. And that is the way some imaginations will go. They will make accusations and, and accuse you of having said something and you never open your mouth. Well, that's how powerful that spirit is. The spirit of Satan. See, he's a deceiver. He's a a liar. And he'll cause you to lie. Now, as priest of God, you have to recognize that many things begin with speculation and imagination. So a priest, you can't speculate. You can't. Have imaginations and let them just wander on and on and on. In other words, you can't sit around all day and daydream. And that's what some people do. You can't sit around and get you a, a diet of TV eight, ten hours a day and think that it not have any influence over you. You can't listen to that favorite radio station of yours that doesn't play gospel. It plays all the worldly music all day long and think that it has no influence over you. you got to understand that that's the way the enemy moves. He is the prince of the power of the air. And every signal that you see on a television and every signal that you hear with your ears, he's the prince of the power over it. He's the one in charge, not you can you turn it off I think I can that's what people will do turn off turn off that radio for what it ain't bothering nobody huh. so again as priests we have to recognize these things see many sins that people sin are committed first in their imaginations amen in the imagination of their mind they see it already they are predisposed to it they see it before they execute it i'm telling you you don't have to give me the answer i already know amen see you have to think about it before you can execute it you sit around and think matter of fact some folks as, as the expression goes, they'll sit around and stew all day on something. All day. Think about, yeah, you just wait till I see them. Oh, I got something to tell them. See, now your imagination is running wild. Matter of fact, it'll even take you where you think you want to f- physically harm them. Then, then, then sometimes the spirit will step in and say, no, you don't want to go that far now. Come on, wake up. Come out of that. But you'll say to yourself, no, but I'm, st- I'm still going to tell them. Hmm. They're not going to say that to me, and I'm not going to let it go. That's nothing but Satan. See, that's him. That's him using you. See, love says you believe all things. Love says you hope all things. Love says you can endure all things. See, and love says I will never fail if you turn to me. The word says love them that hate you and would despitefully use you for my sake. But see, if you don't understand the word, you say, well, Lord, I know this one ain't for your sake. I'm going to have to deal with it. The problem is your flesh is still alive, and you need a couple more of them lessons. See, you need a couple more good trials to kill off that flesh. Amen? Oh, yeah, that's what you need. See, many an unpleasant thought arises out of the imagination and speculations that are among brothers and sisters in the church. Amen? See, the Lord got to get you ready, priest. Amen. So when all them vacancies here are filled up, you got to be able to deal with them. Because they're going to come against you. Because you're the priest of the house. You can sit there and act like they're not. But I guarantee you they're coming. The best is yet to come. Amen. He may as well change that song. He can say, your test is about to come. Because your test is gonna come. It's gonna come for me, and it's gonna come for you. See, we're gonna be engaged in spiritual warfare, and it's gonna hit every one of you. Who's that sister playing there? She sure can't play. There's a test. Who that sister stood up there and call herself singing? There's a test. What did he have on? Did you see what he had on? And they're going to let you know, it's going to be a test. See, your test is yet to come. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm very serious with this. Because, see, when God reveals something to you that you're a priest, then guess what? All those things that you didn't know about the priest and all the tests that are going to come against the priest, they're going to come at you. Because you sat here and listened to it and you have acknowledged that you are one. Right. Amen? Amen. You've got to understand this ladies and gentlemen he and children so your parents got to explain it to your children they will get a test let's go to first corinthians chapter three see understand that in the minds of people when that enemy gets to working see he doesn't even he doesn't only come in ways that are meaning evil. he'll come through knowledge too See, he works on the mind. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 19. The word says for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Guess what? When the world comes in and starts sitting down next to you, they're going to bring you all kind of foolishness. They're going to ask you. Who is he? And what is he preaching? I never heard any of that before. Now, you all been hearing it for years. You've been getting the word, steady diet of it, and you know that God's word is true. Well, guess what? When the world comes in, they don't know the truth. Who do you think they're going to inquire about or inquire to? You. That's right. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. See, they're going to try to take their worldly knowledge about what they think they know about God, and they're going to try to work it on you. That's just the enemy, amen. They'll know a few scriptures too. They may know more of them than you do to try to test you. The word says, know what he refers back to immediately. The word, for it is written. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. There are gonna be some people who are gonna come in and try to be crafty with you. But you gotta know it's the enemy you got to understand when he comes in. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. What does he know about them? That they are vain. See, that they're vanity. Amen? Isn't that something? The Lord knows your thoughts. He's not just talking about the wise. He's talking about all of us. He knows your thoughts. He says, those that are vain and those that you think about him, he knows them. Let's go to uh, Psalms 94 and verse 11. Psalm 94, verse 11. See, you got to understand. When God gives us a word. That we need to begin to function as a priest in the priest office. Then he says, "You got to get some things cleared out. So you got to break down some strongholds. You got to get rid of some imaginations." Psalm ninety-four and verse eleven says, "The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity." See, as kings and priests, priests, you've been set to have dominion over the world and all that's within it. I said, as kings and priests, God has set you to have dominion over the world and all that is within it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Someone's getting ready to say, why would he give me? Why would he put me in charge of the whole world? Because you're in the world. You're right in the midst of it. Flesh is the world. That's the world that he's given you the dominion over. Your flesh should not dictate to you what to do. The spirit man is to be in control, not the flesh man, not the world. Because that's the man, the outward man, who is the flesh man. He's the man who engages with the world. The spirit man talks to God he communes with God. The flesh man communes with the world and is part of the world, not your spirit man. Just because the spirit man is in you does not mean that he's in the world as the flesh is. Your spirit man is not part of the world. Your spirit man is in heavenly places In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen? Amen. Now. So as kings and priests. You've been set to have dominion over the world. And all that's within it. So you have to take that dominion. God's not going to make you do it. He's going to give you the word. So that you will know you should do it. He's not going to beg you to do it. It is to your advantage to do so. While we're we're there, let's see. Let's go to 1 Corinthians one twenty four. See, you have received from God, through Christ, everything that you need. I said, again, everyone in here, you have received from God everything through Christ Jesus amen. Amen? amen all the way down to the smallest person amen, amen. all right, 1 Corinthians 1 24 look what the word says but unto them which are called that's you both Jews and Greeks he could say it, Gentiles there Christ the power of God And the wisdom of God. Do you see what he just said there? You are the power of God. And you are the wisdom of God in this world. He's talking about you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13 and 4. Maybe this will help clarify it. Sometimes I ask that question and some people appear to be confounded or make a statement and they appear to be confounded. 2 Corinthians 13, 4, the word says, For though he was crucified through weakness. Now we know immediately he's talking about Christ here. Yet he liveth by the power of God. Now look at the next statement carefully. Everybody. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Do you see it? For we are also weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God. So Christ is... In 124, he said, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if he is in you and you are in him, you are Christ, the power of God and Christ, the wisdom of God. It's in him, but you are in him. You got to know what kind of priest you are. See, the word has concluded that you are the power and you are the wisdom through Jesus Christ. You've got to use what he's given you. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. Hallelujah. Is God good? And all the time. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1. Is that what I said? Yes. And verse 10. Look what the word says. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. See, that's what you have in you when you have the power of God and the wisdom of God. He says, you can root out, you can pull down, you can destroy, you can throw down, you can build, and you can plant. And it requires the power of God and the wisdom of God to do so. Now, he would not have said, I have set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to be able to do that without giving you the power and the wisdom to do so. You're a priest of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. See, Once he starts showing you your ability, then all you have to do in the kingdom is start executing it. Don't start saying, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. What direction should I go? Put one step. When when you had to learn to walk, how did you do it? You did it one step at a time. You got up and you fell. You got up and you fell. You got up and you fell. Then you finally, you got you one step and you staggered. Then you got you two and you staggered. The next thing you know, you got you a little walk on. Then you got you a little run on. Well, it's the same thing with what God is showing here. See, but you got to pull down some things. You got to quit telling yourself, I'm not sure whether I'm a priest or not. He's already declared it. I don't know whether I'm the wisdom, whether I have the knowledge of God or whether I have the power of God. Hmm? I don't know whether I got it. He just declared that you do. He said you also have his wisdom. So what the problem is, you're listening to the enemy. The enemy's still telling you, look back. Look at all them things you've been through. Look how hard it was for you. Look what you couldn't do back there. What make you think you can do it now? Because God's word has declared it. He's declared that you're a king and a priest. He's declared that you are the power of God and that you're the wisdom of God. There's nothing that you can't do. Because with God, all things are possible to them who believe. Now, if you won't believe it, then you won't do it. You've got to get up and take the first step. Now, the enemy is going to continually talk to you and tell you, you can't do that. You're not qualified to do that. You ain't never been trained to do that. You have to get up and do. That's all the Lord wants you to do is get up and do it. He said, see. <laughs> And that's what you have to do. You have to begin to see it. See, you can see the salvation of the Lord. See, he's the one who's going to do it anyway. All he says, here's my word, walk ye in it. But you keep saying, I I can't walk in it. The reason you can't walk in it is because you don't believe it. But pastor, I don't know what to do. What does that got to do with anything? He says, believe my word and walk in it. He'll supply everything else you need if you just get out there and you start putting one step in front of the other. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, we there? Verse 13. Look what he tells you to do. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. See, it's difficult for some people to just get up and stand. See, when sudden thoughts flash into your mind that someone is wrong, many of you don't recognize that the thoughts that are flashing in are the thoughts of Satan. That's why the Lord tells you to stand. Therefore, so he gives you, said, put on my whole armor that you can be able to withstand in the evil day when it comes. It's assured that it will come. So he says, then gird yourself up, put on the whole armor. So that you'll be prepared when it comes. Don't wait. If the instructions say, if you live in California, put your shoes by the bedside. So when the earthquake starts, you can slip your shoes on. And when you run out the house, you won't run through the glass. One of their simple instructions. I don't even live out there, and I know that one. All right? Now, oftentimes, again, when that enemy starts to work with you in your mind, you probably take the thought as being true because it's happening in your mind. You say, yeah, it's true, thinking that a person or a circumstance is really wrong. But it's really not. It's just your imagination. Now, it's real subtle. But see, we're not practiced in bringing our thoughts into captivity. So when you're not practicing bringing your thoughts into captivity, you'll go right to the next thought and the next thought and the next thought. And they have you running downhill instead of standing and saying, wait a minute. That wasn't from God. Because you know what? He'll give you the word. He only speaks to you in the word. Amen? Amen? One word, that's the one he gives to you. He doesn't speak to you in all those imaginations that people talk about. But what we have to understand, Satan has put the thoughts into your mind that's what you have to understand is the source of it and you think it to be your own when it's really not what you should do you have to say to yourself this thought is not mine you have to do it immediately you can't collect you about half a dozen of them and then go refuting it see when the first one comes and you know it's contrary to the Word of God You have to refuse it right away. You have to say, I do not want this thought. All right. Now, that's how you begin to resist the devil. That's how the resistance begins. You should say, I return that thought to you, Satan, because it is not mine. You know what's yours and what's not yours. You weren't thinking about that and it just came from nowhere. Rebuke it immediately now if you accept it it'll become your own thought do you see what happens to you the moment you accept it well it came up in my mind so that was what I felt that was what I thought well that must have been what it was no it wasn't that's just how the enemy does that's how he operates when you're a priest you have to be aware of that now It is Satan at the start when he comes in with those kind of flashing thoughts. But you have to overcome it yourself. And if you keep it, it will become your thought. And it will have an effect on you. It's just like sickness. If you keep telling yourself every day that I'm sick, then guess what? You're going to be sick. I'm telling you, you it can, listen, Satan is so subtle. I think I told you all this before. They had a program, cartoon show over in Japan. They were showing it on television. I'm sure it was some kind of experiment. And the children were watching it. And within an hour, there were thousands of children who went to the emergency room. They were all sick at the same time. Imaginations what they were seeing and watching on a television. So believe me, the enemy knows what he can do to manipulate you, amen? amen? It's not subtle. Well, it is subtle because they didn't know how it happened, but they knew it was associated with that cartoon show. You can research it. You can probably research it on the internet. It's out there. So James tells us to... In, in verse 7 he says submit yourselves therefore to God that's what he tells us to do so when you submit yourself therefore to God you're going to go to the word lord the enemy is trying to come against me like a flood see that's the first thing you got to have you as a scripture too i rebuke you in the name of jesus i rebuke that thought i rebuke that sickness I rebuke that feeling. I rebuke that thought. See, that's your resistance. If you don't resist, guess what you're going to do? Oh, I know it's true. I know how they are. I know what they say about me. That's just the enemy talking. And once he gets you to agree with it, then he's going to send you the whole package. Amen. Once you take the sample, he's going to give you the whole package. And before it's all over, you're going to have every kind of thing, imagination going on in your mind about something that hasn't even happened. Amen? Amen. Now, he says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God in James 4, 7. Resist the devil. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But see, most people don't want to resist him. They're comfortable with him. Or he's got such a stronghold that you won't resist him. Because it came up in your mind and you think that, well, it's my thought. And it's not. Remember, you're a priest of God. What do you think the priest was doing in the Holy of Holies in the temple? Do you think he was in there playing solitaire under the candlelight? No. No. He was in there worshiping God all the time. He had work to do. He was making intercession for the people. That's your job as a priest, to make intercession for the saints. So if you're sitting at your desk with your computer and you're playing solitaire or hearts, amen, your mind is idle. Amen? Amen. But see, if you resist the devil, then you, then you want to know, well, well, as soon as I got off, I, you know, I went on home. And all kind of things begin to happen, break, begin to break loose. I wonder why. Well, what did you do all day? Didn't even pray a prayer. Not a single one. You probably ate lunch and didn't even bless the food. You never thanked the Lord for anything. And you wonder why all these things are already set up against you at the end of the day. In Ephesians 4.27 he says, neither give place for the devil or to the devil. You don't give him place. In other words, you don't give him room, you don't give him opportunity to operate. Let's go back to 1 Peter 5.9. You can write that Ephesians 4.27 down, but let's go back to 1 Peter 5.9. See, you don't give place to the devil in your mind. Some of some of us, this may be the first time you've ever heard about it. And you didn't know that all those thoughts and imaginations were probably from the devil. Keeping you conditioned to thinking a particular way and keeping a particular behavior, he can stay deceiving. He can stay stay deceptive, excuse me, deceptive. He can stay camouflaged and you never know it's him. Why do you think husbands and wives fight all the time? (laughs) Nothing but the devil. You've given him place somewhere. And believe me, you're in a marriage. Amen. When you're supposed to be one, act like you're not one. Act like you're an individual and he's an individual. Believe me, he'll get right in between there. And he'll be provoking both of you. Oh, he will. He will. Everything you do, you don't do nothing right. You don't talk to me right. You don't treat me right. You don't treat me like you used to. All that will go back and forth. Just imaginations. Then, you, boy, you could conjure up some things to say. I don't even think you really love me. Oh, yeah, it'll go on from there. Let me go on back to the word, 1 Peter 5, 9. The word says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. See how he tells you to resist? In the faith. In the word. In what you believe concerning the word of God. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. See, we all have the same battles. I don't get exempt from them. Amen? Amen. If I preach about them, you better know I'm gonna get plucked on the head a couple times. You better believe the enemy's gonna come against us. Amen. Gonna come against me. Amen. That's why I have to prepare you. So when the battles begin, the spiritual battles begin, you all won't be wondering, what's going what's why is that happening? Because they've got to come. Remember, your faith has to be tried. He wants you battle ready. Amen? Amen. Now, the performance of the priest office requires that you continually contend for the faith. That's what the word says. You have to contend for the faith that was once given to the saints. Amen? Amen. Meaning every idle thought becomes a suspect to you. Every idle thought in your mind needs to be suspect only the word of God revealed in other words the revelation of the word becomes your measure of truth concerning any matter in your life that's the nature of a priest the word of God is always before him uses the word to determine every situation every circumstance that he finds himself in Amen? Amen? All right. I'm going to read you something here. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Is that what I want? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. The word says, and we are not afraid, but are quite content to die, for then we will be at home with the Lord. That's not what I want. That must be first Corinthians. I must have it down here wrong. Let me let me double check it. Hold on, Saints. Hallelujah. All right. Let me check it. Hold on, I got one mixed up, but this this was a good one because I looked at it earlier, amen. See, we have to know one thing, that we have to know satanic temptation when it comes, and it will come, it will come against us, and we have to recognize it when it comes, if we don't recognize it when it comes, we become a victim of it, amen, amen hallelujah Hmm. hallelujah i said eight through ten so let's see what eight through ten says here the word says second corinthians chapter five verses eight through ten and we are not afraid but we are quite content to die for then we will be at home with the lord So our aim is to please him always in everything that we do, whether we are here in this body or away from this body and with him in heaven. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged and have our lives laid bare before him. Each of you will receive whatever he deserves for the good or the bad that he has done in this earthly body. Now, Christians have to know that temptation will come against us. Efforts will come against us. And we have to know we've got to fight the good fight of faith. But those temptations always enter in through the mind. He doesn't announce his coming. Satan doesn't tell you he's coming. He doesn't put on a big fanfare about it. He comes with stealth. He doesn't cause any disturbance. He puts things together So you are not aroused that he has come. You're not aware that he's shown up. He doesn't want you to suspect him. He wants you to know or think that it's you. So he injects the thoughts into your mind, and once you accept it, it becomes his foothold. That's what he does. This is why you need to reject those inordinate thoughts, those strange ones that come into your mind. Those that will repeatedly come day after day after day. See, if you find something that steadily comes day after day after day, and it's a problem for you, and it causes agitation and irritation, either with you and your children, you and your husband, you and your neighbor, then you know, listen, that's not coming from me. I didn't get up with that on my mind. But see, the enemy will get a stronghold, and he'll come against you. Amen? Amen? Now, you have to continually resist him because he'll bring those inordinate thoughts. And you have to realize that these thoughts are not mine. You're only looking at an outward manifestation sometimes of the thought because it'll outwardly manifest with you. You want to say things and do things that's really not of your character. That's why people can do very serious things and not understand why it happened, because of spirits. Shaking baby syndrome thing, where babies are shaking, baby gets to crying, somebody gets stirred up in their imaginations, they're not comfortable with all of the crying, they think they're gonna quiet the child, well that's a spirit that's taken over, they're just irritated by the noise. If they just leave out the house, let the baby cry. Baby would be all right. Or (laughs) people already have spirits in them. But that child is not theirs. But they're in their house. They're supervising that child. You have to know who your children are around. You have to know relationships you get into. Because see, those spirits will come up. And people may have a resentment concerning your child, especially if you're in a intimate relationship with them. You have to be very mature spiritually to be able to deal in, in situations like that. Because there's many a person who's sitting in a prison now because they killed someone else's child. That was their man or that was their girlfriend and their child from another marriage was there and they do it it's not uncommon it's more common than you think but see that's a spiritual problem see that's a spiritual problem and if you don't know the Lord you can easily be overtaken by that see you have to be aware of his devices See, these things will come up in you and you don't know where they come from and here you are now, you're facing life imprisonment because you harmed some child. I never thought I, I, there was no reason for you to do so. Why? That's a spiritual problem. That's a spiritual attack. But you can't undo it now because it's been done. Now, you gotta understand that you know that this is not what you want to think or you want to do concerning the person. You realize that you're only looking again at the outward manifestation. Now, you have to resist the devil, but if you continually resist the temptation, the enemy will flee. Now, it's also important not to be overly attentive to the thoughts that are going on in your mind. Because, see, there's the effect in the other direction when you're overly attentive. If you have excess in this respect, it'll cause you further confusion of your thoughts. You dwell on something too long. You're trying to figure it out. Well, guess what, you can't figure it out. That's what the whole intent is, to keep you confused. And then you'll get worse. And it'll cause you to fall further into the wiles of the devil. He'll have you deeper into his control, further confusion. See, if you're focusing on your thoughts, You're not focusing on the Lord. And that's what you need to do. If you're a priest of God, you need to always be focusing on the Lord. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, when you run in those situations on your job, keep your little Bible in your back pocket, run to the bathroom. I got to take a bathroom break. Go get you some word for a while. Resist that devil. Rebuke it. You got to be careful now concerning this matter. See, some people can be totally without restraint concerning their thoughts, and other people are taken up with dealing with their thoughts, so they can be at the two extremes. You shouldn't be engrossed either way, because either way, you can get in trouble, get yourself in trouble, because the enemy will work. If you get caught up with your thoughts constantly trying to figure out things, then you've fallen into Satan's devices again, okay? Instead of having your thoughts focused towards the Lord, you're thinking about your own thoughts. Now, before we go, let's look at one example in Acts chapter 14, beginning at verse 1. Acts chapter 14. First seven verses word of God says and it came to pass in Iconium that they that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude both of the Jews and also of the Greeks believed so here we go the apostles are preaching the word in the synagogue to Greeks and the Jews and they're receiving the word they're believing the word but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil-affected against the brethren." See what he did? He didn't mess with them physically, yet. He got them mentally. He got their minds stirred up. See, those who were unbelieving, they stirred up the Gentiles, made their minds evil-affected against the brethren. The word says, "'Long time therefore both they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So the the men of God were working mightily. But the multitude of the city was divided in part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made both of the Jews and also, excuse me, of the Gentiles, And also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. You see, the first thing they did, they worked on their minds. Now they're getting ready to attack them. And they got the rulers to go along with it. To despitefully use them and to stone them. They were aware of it. And they fled to Lystra and Derbe cities of Lyca- Lycaonia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. See, any time you begin to do the work of God, just like those apostles did, the enemy is going to come. He just gave you an example of how the people are going to be stirred up. There are going to be some for it, and there are going to be some against it. Then they're going to try to get everybody stirred up in the same direction. That's why you have to be prepared. Because they'll even take it to the point where they want to get physical just like they did then. But see, when you're aware, just as they did, they made preparations for and they left the situation. And they went on to the other cities where they were going to minister the word of God. We don't always have that convenience. See, the enemy will always try to come against you. But if you're not aware that that's him coming, see, if if it doesn't come with the word of God, if it doesn't come with peace, if it doesn't come with love, if it doesn't come with joy, if it doesn't come with goodness, see, you better be suspect of it. Every thought, any thought that comes and you look, and you say, I think they're against me. I don't think they like me. Where is that coming from? That's the enemy. He'll plant that in your mind so that you will, from everything else that you have kept that belonged to him, you'll begin to position yourself and say, I better, get, I better back out. of it. Uh, Maybe I'll see y'all next week. I, I don't think I can stay and get the word because uh, I, th- I, I don't think they like me too much there. That's the way the enemy will do. He will work in people's minds in more than one way. The, that example shows us how satan resists the word of god in those cities he fought against them he fought in it he worked against their mind and then tried to run them out of the place physically remember some thoughts can be more subtle and not easily understood as their or where their origin comes from you have to understand that just like some of the obvious ones you'll know but he can work real subtly and you won't be sure But you've got to associate everything with the word of God. Does this line up with the word of God? Is how I'm feeling line up with the word of God? Are my thoughts lining up with the word of God? Remember, you're a priest of God. You have to receive that. You have to believe that. If you don't, you'll, you'll resist all the time. Amen. Amen. That's our word for tonight.